Welcome to the Mom Guilt Podcast. I'm your host, Vanna, a dermatology nurse practitioner turned wellness enthusiast. We're not here to get rid of mom guilt. Instead, we will give you the tools and systems to get you through whatever season you're in because when you have the right systems, you're able to experience freedom in motherhood and prioritize yourself. Mom Guild exists to introduce you to the life-changing habits that can create a life you never thought possible. If you're listening to this, you are not here by mistake, and I can't wait for you to dive into all things wellness and prioritization. You guys, welcome to the Mom Guilt Podcast. This is the very first episode, and I'm going to walk you through the idea of where the podcast came from, how we're going to develop a community, because I know you guys could be doing a million other things, and I'm honored that you want to spend anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes a day with me to change your life, essentially. Um, I want you to feel filled up every time you listen and take away things that you can implement in your life to be more proactive rather than reactive. And I'm going to go over three ways I have shifted my life to master, or maybe I guess I should say manage mom guilt because I'm not perfect. It doesn't happen every single day. Sometimes the guilt creeps back in. Um, but yeah, we're going to go over that. And we've all heard the term mom guilt. Chances are you can totally relate without even an explanation. Um, and even if you aren't a mom, I'm sure you can relate to societal guilt or the pressures of the world around you. And I've been trying to articulate in my mind since envisioning what this podcast would look like, the community it would represent. And I have been told for years I should start a podcast and I never really wanted to do that. I'm glad that I waited to do that because it wouldn't be mom guilt. It would likely be more of a a skincare podcast, which I think are amazing. I've, I've been a part of a lot of those and I think they're packed with great information, but I have recently within the last year or so felt more of a pull and a tug on my heart, um, to share my, I guess, mental health journey and how I've shifted my life to create the life that I am incredibly proud of and I thought wasn't even possible. So mom guilt to me is the feeling when you get when you can't do it all, you feel like you need to do it all, you can't do it the best, or the feeling the need to meet the standards of anyone else but yourself, and not to mention pleasing everybody while you're doing it. For instance, the times you feel guilty asking your spouse if you can go to lunch with friends because you feel bad for leaving them with the kiddos or just leaving them in general. Um, when you feel guilty for having a career and not being the one that is able to go pick up your babies or your kiddos when they're sick. Or maybe you don't want to spend the money to go get your nails done or, you know, wh whatever it may be. But how stinking exhausting and what completely acceptable and normal things to experience in life and ask for like going out to lunch getting your nails done yet somehow 
we feel guilty because of past traumas, because of how we've been indoctrinated as women. And then generations before us have set this stage of you have to be this cookie cutter wife, mom, woman. I personally grew up in the very deep South and I used to think I was going to get married at 23 years old. I was going to be a wife, mom, stay at home, not work. Actually, really funny story. My senior year, you know how you get like voted where you're going to be in 10, 20 years. I got voted that I was going to be a real housewife because it's just what I knew. You know, my mom was a stay at home mom and she was there for everything. She was a single mom and worked before she met my dad. But um, yeah, it's just what we all kind of grew up around or a lot of us anyways. So how impossible to fit that mold, right? So how about instead of getting rid of the mom guilt, because is that even possible? How about we build a community that gives you the tools to master and manage it? Let's be proactive instead of reactive. And let's let's have a real talk because or I like to call it big talk because I don't love small talk. I like the big, deep stuff. That's honestly why I'm starting this podcast. My biggest fear is that you won't get something out of this. Every single podcast that I have in my library helps me in life. I take what I need from it and I leave the conversation filled up and encouraged. My prayer is that this segment of time we spend together weekly will leave you feeling inspired to create the life you are so in love with. A mentor, Rory Vaden, once said or says, you're best positioned to serve the person that you once were. I was the person who was depressed, tired, quite frankly, in a lot of situations, DGAF about a lot of things in life. But I've always been goal driven and I've, you know, worked through therapy. If, you know, that goal seeking comes from the need to constantly level up in an unhealthy way or it's just simply I'm such a dreamer and feeling called to more in life. And with that being said, I've always been achieving something. And when I reached my goal, it was on to the next. My career started in nursing. Once I graduated from college, I was immediately obtaining my master's. While I was doing that, I became pregnant. We were building a home. I started my content creation career. And eventually, Brian, my my husband of eight years, asked, can we just chill for a minute? And that was the first time I was like, hmm, maybe I should take a step back and see where this onto the next mentality comes from. And I was also listening to a podcast um, with Almost 30, and they had Melissa Wood Tepperberg on. And something that really resonated with me was that they said something to the effect of, can we just be joyful and fulfilled with the life that we've created versus constantly reaching for the next big thing? And we tend to do that, right? If I have this, then I'll be happy. If I get this much money, if I reach this goal, then I'll be set. 
when it never really turns out that way. And a pivotal moment in my life was when I realized I'm not joyful and content in where I'm at and I don't have the life that I want. So I started to change that. And mind you, slowly, I don't don't want you to feel overwhelmed by this idea. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And I hope this podcast is a resource for you to create the life of your dreams and the one you know you're meant to live. Have you ever felt that way? Have you felt like you have this pull towards more, towards something else. And that doesn't have to be this huge, gigantic goal. It could simply mean keeping your house clean every day or, you know, it, it doesn't have to be super complicated or these big, grandiose dreams. Um, but I want you to be able to feel like you can create the life that you're, you're meant to live. So how did I do that? I started consuming the right content and taking what I needed to change my life. And the right content is key here, not just scrolling social media aimlessly, which is incredibly easy to do. We have such a short attention spans. That's where, you know, reels, TikTok get their get their uh, effectiveness from is that you can just scroll on to the next within Less than 10 seconds, less than 30 seconds if you don't like what you're seeing. So you need a purpose and a plan. And I made sure I was being consistent. And that's the hardest part for me. I don't always want to get up early. I don't always want to do my nighttime routine. I don't always want to do my nighttime skincare routine. But in consuming intentional content like podcasts and not just scrolling, I was able to fill myself up with the knowledge of how I could change my life. So I started being consistent in the things that I knew to be consistent in. Skincare, of course, that's my specialty. I am a board-certified nurse practitioner specialized in dermatology. Skincare is my thing. So I started being super consistent in my morning and nighttime skincare routines, and I have not always done that. I, and I have a lot of friends who are derm nurse practitioners or PAs too. And they're like, I don't wash my face every night. So it's not like a one size fit all. We're not super regimented about our skincare. Um, and then I started paying attention to the small things like making sure I was drinking enough water every day, making sure that I started supplementing where I was lacking. And that's, that's probably going to be a whole different episode on the the supplements I take. A lot of people that are really close to me and know me kind of make fun of the way that I take supplements and how many I take, but it's all very intentional. So, you know, another thing, switching to matcha, I stopped drinking coffee. I love coffee. I love the way it tastes. I love the energy it gives me. It kind of started to give me anxiety, but I switched to matcha because I knew that was better for me, my skin, my mental health. So, In doing these things, I started to feel better and it made me want to continue to pursue the change. And I finally realized you'll always have the dynamic of feeling your best with a little mom guilt sprinkled in every now and then. And that that's okay. But the thing is, you have to prioritize yourself or you're going to pay the consequences 
it'll eventually develop resentment towards yourself, your spouse, maybe your children, you know, not intentionally, but 10 years down the road, don't be the person who says, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have done that, made time for this. No, make small habits and routines now to create the life you have only dreamed of. Manifest it, make it a reality. And think about the effect of not investing in yourself. How does that impact the others around you? You know, I noticed that I became more patient. I, I really struggle with being patient with my two boys. They're four and they're six. They're precious. I love them to pieces. But four and six-year-olds can bring out the impatience in you. Um, but with getting all of these things in line like a routine, I, I do feel more patient, kind towards them, understanding, even towards my spouse. And instead of being the victim of, you know, the mentality of, well, I don't have time for this. I can't do this because of this. Let it be a catalyst instead. And, you know, I hope that we can talk every week and these things inspire you and add to your toolkit and habits because when you're focused on improvement and have the right systems in place, there's not necessarily much room for mom guilt. So things are, of course, going to come up. And of course, that's okay. But let's do the best that we can to develop a home and a life that sets up prioritizing ourselves and our successes. Sit well with your path is not the same as everyone else's or maybe not even your close friends for that matter, and find a circle that's okay with being on different tracks, having different goals, different ambitions. And let's reframe the mom guilt as an invitation to do something better. How do we overcome this, manage it, master it? Let's go through three ways. I've begun to master the mom guilt and in turn prioritize that people the people that matter most to me, including myself. The first one is organization and prioritization. I have most of the time been the person that's super laid back, super, oh, I'll, I'll get it done when I get it done. I'm, I'm a procrastinator at heart. So I started, again, consuming content, podcasts, following more inspiring accounts on social media, and realized that I need a routine. And my morning routine and my evening routine, they look a little different, but I do the same things every single morning and every single night. And I feel like that gives me less anxiety. I know there's a certain place and a time for everything that I need to do for myself every single day. So like my morning routine, I'm working really hard to start getting up earlier so that I can work out and meditate. Those things are kind of lacking. But if I don't get up in time to do that, I still wake up, rinse off in the shower. I don't wash my hair every single day. <laughs> rinse off in the shower, do my skincare and get ready. And then I have time to fix my morning mineral matcha that I talk about all the time on social media. And I have time to help 
My husband get the boys ready for school. He does a lot of that most days unless I'm off. So, um, but I try to get ahead of it so that I can help him out and I'm not feeling like I never help him or he never comes to me, which has happened in the past and said, you know, I'm feeling exhausted because I have a lot on my plate and I'm feeling like I'm not getting a lot of help. So that's the morning Then I go to work all day. Monday through Thursday anyways. And then when I come home, I make sure that I'm helping with dinner. I am present and I'm not doing anything unless there's some weird deadline that's come up. When it's family time, it's family time. So I will spend time, you know, whether it's just watching a movie with the boys. When it's warmer, we'll go on golf cart rides or walks, things like that. And then I don't go and check emails, things like that, unless they are in bed, getting ready for bed or anything like that. And it's not always been that way. It's been very hard to find that balance with having a side business, side gig type thing. But I feel like I've started to get really good about it. Um, and then, of course, I do my skincare routine and then I always do my nighttime routine and supplements. So I take supplement a few different supplements. I have it right next to my sink so I don't forget it every single night while I'm doing my skincare. And then I put my red light on through my hatch, get my Kindle out because we do not want screen time, that blue light in your eyes before bed. And I read at least 30 minutes and then switch the hatch over to like the, I think it's brown noise maybe. And I sleep like a baby. While I'm reading, I'm drinking my magnesium and then my sleepy tea. So I know that was really in depth, but that's my morning and my nighttime routines. Not to mention the cleaning that I do every single day through Clean Mama. Don't worry, that episode is coming next. But my daily cleaning habits come in through my morning and evening routine, and they take 15 to 30 minutes a day as well. So that's how I stay ahead of it um, to keep my home really clean. Also weekly, I make sure that I'm checking off my weekly cleaning things, going to the grocery store. If not, we're going to spend too much money eating out. It's again, it's all about developing a routine and getting ahead of everything. Um, and like I said, being reactive versus proactive. And then number two, is your community and your environment. So like the people that you surround yourself with is huge. If you're surrounding yourself with negative, toxic energy, and maybe you you can't control that necessarily because maybe it's a family member or, you know, it's a certain your job, certain situation. But in the areas that you can control that, try your best to be around people that are incredibly positive, incredibly supportive. And you may need to have those conversations with those people and, you know, set set your boundaries. And also pay attention to what you are saying yes to. I have come to a point in my life where I'm fine with telling people no. And I think if you're not, you you should evaluate that. So when my best friends, I have a 
have a circle of friends that truly feel like family or sisters to me. And when I tell them no, I don't get backlash for that because we all are in a place in our lives where we respect those boundaries, what everybody has going on in their lives. And if you feel like you need to say yes to everything, your focus is going to be so fuzzy and it's going to take away time from you, from your family, whatever you got going on. So I would be really careful about the things that you say yes to. And like I mentioned, boundaries. I mean, and that's going to look different for everyone. I was listening to, I think it was Almost 30. They had a really good episode on boundaries of, you know, decipher demands versus boundaries. Like you don't, if you feel like you are trying to control a situation with boundaries, it's likely that it might be more of a demand versus setting a limit. That's where the boundary comes in. For example, I'm not on the weekdays going to go out and do things that I'm invited to do because I want to spend that time with my husband and with my children. That's an example of a great boundary. Um, also paying attention to what you're saying yes to. And then your mindset. What are you feeding your knowledge and your soul? A amazing pastor once said, uh, Jim Freeze, fill yourself up when you don't need it. So it comes out when you do need it. And that I think that comes with everything if you think about it in life. So like a lot of the books that I read at night, some of them are like A Court of Thorns and Roses, but a lot of them are self-help books. And they have really helped me be in tune internally along with therapy of my internal dialogue. And, you know, in certain situations that I need, I realize I'm reacting a certain way and I can take a step back and say, oh, I've, I've done the work on this so I can I can recognize that myself. Um and the biggest thing I would recommend is is finding those those self-help books that you feel like you would be most served by. I love Atomic Habits. It really teaches you how to set up a successful routine and successful habits, things like that. I know that's probably nothing new to a lot of these people, but um, finding books that will really serve you. Therapy. A lot of people are resistant towards this, but it has genuinely changed my life. I went back to all of my childhood childhood traumas, which was not easy to do, um, forgave a lot of people, and understand how I react and why I react the way that I do um, in certain situations. And now I'm better... I'm able to better manage that. So, and even if you're not ready for therapy, you don't think you need it, um, a tip I have is to read a memoir because if you feel like you aren't ready for that therapy, this will help you learn from other situations and also show you that you're not alone in your thoughts. Um, sitting alone with your thoughts can be one of the worst things. So finding someone that you can speak to about that that honestly helps to be a third party person um, is super helpful. But if you feel like you're not ready for that, then find that in a friend or find that in reading is my suggestion. Um, something that I really have just recently gotten into is meditation. 
Um, and that can look different for a lot of people. I personally am going to go through the Joe Dispenza course because he goes through the science. I am just now entering into my, I guess you could say, woo-woo era where I used to think meditation was not a thing. Um, so I, I want to felt led and guided in that and I want to do it I'm the type of person that I'm really type A and I want to do it right. And I know there's not necessarily a right way, but I just want to be educated on it when I do it. Um, and that can just look like prayer for some people. Um, in the past, for me, I didn't realize that I was meditating when I was in prayer, uh, which was a time for me to connect with God, clear my mind and thoughts and tap into my intuition. Um, and it's just something that really grounds me. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll even put some like worship worship music on and it kind of eases eases me so those were three things that helped me organization prioritization the community I'm surrounding myself with the environment I'm putting myself in and really my mindset so what I want you to take away from this episode is that it's okay to feel like you do not have it together But let's take small steps towards change, surround ourselves with the right people, the right resources, the right routines, and you will not even recognize yourself in a year and in a good way. Before you go to Grow Our Mom Guilt Community, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Find and follow us on Instagram at Mobbyup Podcast and on TikTok at Vanapadia underscore NP. You can also watch each episode on video form at my YouTube channel, Vanapadia. Last but not least, always remember, take what you need and it's okay to want more. See you next time, Mama. Mama.